It's more than a philosophy, more than a psychology, more than just an ecology, bigger than biology, larger than anthropology, brushes against astrology. That's prophetology. This is Master Prophet Ibrahim Jordan, your most trusted name in prophecy, and welcome to this podcast today. And how are you doing, Minister Powell? I'm doing wonderful, Master Prophet. No room to complain. All is well. How is the world of Powellology going these days? What's going on, Powell? I heard y'all owning the streets of Manhattan. Well, Bishop, we are making our landing, um, I believe, to be setting up shop there quite soon. Mm. If God has the way, you know, I, I, I just I just see it all happening. So I'm, I'm excited. New new projects are happening. Looking forward to get back to into the studio with you uh, here next month. Yes, I'm. Know some things going to be happening. I'm, well, listen. Well, you know, I get, I got to get in shape. My trainer just told me they want me to do the 300 crunch challenge. Um, every day. Slate mm. moved away from me. I don't know what that's all about. I don't but, know why. But you know why? Because she's trying to get me to look as great as this man coming up. Who do we have coming up today in today's podcast? <laughs> today we have Mr. James Hunter Jr. Now, you know, if anybody is fit, you know, he's like a brick. Uh, a you, brick. <laughs> you, you, you push up against him, you like, mm, this feels a little solid. There's no wiggle. There's mm-hmm. a like, he's he like, like a security officer. Okay, you know, <laughs> the Gestapo. When I see him, I think of the Gestapo. Listen, it's like, okay. you know, I, I, I hugged him there last time at the conference. It felt like I was just hugging a brick wall. Concrete. Yeah, I mean, just solid. <laughs> like a rock. Yeah, I mean, just like a rock. <laughs> so we have James Hunter Jr. Tell us a little bit about James Hunter ah, Jr. There's, Don't there's, read all of his bio. So many things. So much in his bio. Watch this. He is a graduate from the Sun Coast High. He is a graduate from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga uh, with a major in broadcasting and communications. Uh, that's back in 1983, back to 87. Um, <laughs> well, you had to just put that voice, in there. My, my voice is changing. Don't be trying to figure out his age. <laughs> I've already put it together. <laughs> Already, uh, that 83, you know, when I see why's 83. Why's that 83 so key to you? Because that's my birthday. Oh, you mean you, you, mean you were just that's getting started? Year. Right there. So I know how old I am. He was, he was going into college. <laughs> he was going in. That means he was fully aware of his world, okay? He was, um, he was a viable citizen. He could vote. And I was yeah. just coming into the world, floating in here. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, he's also a pro basketball champ, uh, playing with the Miami Heat, New Jersey Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. He's played in so many leagues, uh, the USBL, WBL, the CBA, the FIBA. He's played in Norway, uh, Iceland, Denmark, Copenhagen, uh, Greece, Dominican Republic, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Milan, 
Italy. Uh, he was the number one sales rep for, in, in, for Comcast. That's 2016, 2017, 18, 19. Uh, the number one sales rep for direct sales. And he was the teacher of the year in 1994 at the John F. Kennedy Middle School. This is James Hunter Jr. All right. Teacher of the year. In 1994, I was about 11. You know what? That's when the year I got I got saved in 1994. So you were not even old enough to be in his class. He yet. was my teacher. He was he was my no. I had yeah. I had to grow up to get in his class. <laughs> you know, there's only one minister Johnson. There's only one Powellology. When you have the Powellology experience, it is an experience. So James Hunter, welcome, welcome, welcome to this podcast. Um, I want to know what made you get into James Hunter. I, I feel like that's what I was supposed to do, Master Prophet. Since I was little, I just knew that was it. That was that was my avenue. That was my outlook. Wow, you just knew that was your outlook in life. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, in junior high school, is that when you started getting very heavily involved in the sports? Um. Yeah. I um. Well, actually, elementary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I used to sneak. I used to sneak over to the gym when I was like nine, and um, my mom would go to work, and I was like, okay, everybody good in the house, we good. And she leaves, and like an hour later, bitch, I sneak out, I go to the gym. Wow! So you put a lot every, of every day, every day, so every you, day. Wow! Then let me ask you something: How important is practice? in any area of life or any work that one is going to do? I mean, that's the only way you're going to get confidence in something. you got to get repetitious about it. So um, sports is, is excellent. I, I, I would recommend any kid or person, if you don't even take sports seriously, do sports, though, just, just for because it's life, you know. Wow. You know, you said something very powerful about repetition, Um Jonathan, what do you think about this whole concept of repetition and the importance of repetitions in a person's life? Well, I think it's, it is through these repetitions that we get into the art of a thing. We get into the practice, but then we start seeing the fine-tuning aspects. Um, it's where you move from just the general practitioner to the surgeon. Um, someone who is, has a specialty, excuse me, someone who has a specialty, and, and that's where the mastery comes in at. Mm. And, you know, when you begin to look at repetition, uh, repetition, because um, I've seen that you've played on many teams here. So let's look here. You were in the NBA camps. What was that like? Um, that, that, was, that was great, man. That, that, that was a hell of an experience. You know, you just compete. You know, you compete. You know, middle school and high school, and it's time to go to the next level. Only to select few people go. Wow. So, um, and and now you're competing against um, most of the guys that you competed against. They were already on the team, so they were already kind of connected. The route I went, Master Brother, I went. I did a hard thing for me because when you don't get drafted or and stuff like that, you got to kind of um, you got to have a resume. They got to know that you can play. But but for me, 
I kind of slid through the cracks, so to speak. Wow. Now, when did you first go overseas? Um, my first overseas when I was in college, actually. but professionally for myself, 88. 88. Wow. Wow. That was, wow. That's, that was like four years before that. That was my first time going overseas. And what was the first country you went to? Uh, the first, well, Reykjavik, Iceland. I flew on a Concorde. That's the first time I got on a Concorde ever, uh, in Orlando. So I drove from West Palm here to Orlando. And uh, me and two other guys, you know, guys from different states, they flew into Orlando. We got on the Concorde, man. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the first time I had experience of, of, of getting on the plane as big as a, a house, pool tables. And, I mean, it, it was crazy. Pool table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is in the 1980s. A pool table yeah. up in the sky. In the sky. I, that I would have loved to see. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And so you begin to find yourself playing all over the world. Yeah, see, 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 when you're a free agent, Master Prop, you really don't know where you're going to go. For years, I, I never knew where I was going to land. You know, my bags had to stay packed. So, so, you know, every time it got to where every time they called me, they would call me the night before. Say we had camp and something came up and I, I was able to get in they were, because they knew. Something's going to be in shape. That's, that's just how it is when you're a free agent. So you, you're on faith, man. You, you, you're just strictly on faith. You train, you run every day. You don't have a clue. Uh, you don't know. Just don't say you have to stay ready. Okay, let's go to this question here. Um, tell us, what made you go into sales, and how did you become so good in the world of sales? Um, a lot of... Meeting a lot of travel, Master Prophet. Meet a lot of people. Um, you, you know, you, you communicate. You learn to communicate with a lot of people. So through travel, just talking to strangers for years, from traveling, you know, you you just you just learn that art. Uh, and, and sales is just conversation. Wow. So 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 you love talking to people. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a people's person. Yeah, I don't I don't I like the people watch. You know, I like to sit back and just watch, you know. Um, and when I traveled, see, it was different. You had to pay attention, Matt Sprott, because overseas at that time, there's only one American that could be on the team. See, now when you, you see the overseas things, you see four or five guys on the team. So you come to a country to, to play on the team, and you got an interpreter, but you're the only one. You don't, you're the only one that's, that's American, that speak English, maybe the interpreter. So you learn to really, really pay attention, uh, and listen. So you really learn how to read people's body language? Oh, yes. Listen and listen to what and they're saying? Yeah, that's, you, you have to, my father. You're sitting with people for, for months, for days, and you guys don't speak the same language. So you learn to do gestures and kind of like, okay, so um, you become real attentive, especially when it comes to your money, because American money was the most money. So you had to pay attention. Wow. You know, when you begin to think about this, the whole importance of communication, Jonathan, is that, you know, when you go overseas, you now, you know, in America here, you might just use words. There you are really looking at body language, wondering if they got 
do they understand what you're saying? So with you carrying that over into sales, what would you say are the two vital, well, let me say three. What would be the three ingredients that makes a person a top or a number one salesperson from your book? If we begin to say, according to the Gospel of James Hunter, what is one of the three principles, according to the Gospel of James Hunter, that makes a number one salesperson? Um, I would say one, um, lots of energy, uh, very energetic. That means you got to have you, you you have to have that energy when you're talking to a customer. Yeah, yeah and 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 a lot of times it's not even saying anything, mm-hmm. just having a lot of energy, be, being very attentive, um, and give lots of compliments. Um, just being just being attentive, just just let someone you know know that you you, you saw that piece of hair that's on the shoulder. Mm. And so you're. So, so if the energy is not there, then the money is not going to appear. Mm. Oh, oh, if the energy is not there, it's a wrap. There is no money. There is no money. <laughs> there is no money. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think about that? If the energy is not there, there is no money. Is it money energy? I mean, money is energy. <laughs> so it makes total sense. If you have energy, you will have money. You know what? And that is in one of my books that I have around here. It is is that um, energy is money. Money is energy. Absolutely. A matter of fact, money is energy that is looking for an outlet. And if you can get that energy wrapped up nicely in your package, you can get an outcome that can match the energy you just put out. Is that what you pretty much do when you teach salespeople or when you encourage salespeople or coach salespeople? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. That that's first stuff first. You know, when you speak, you know, you you gotta. They don't know what you don't know. So when you speak, you gotta you gotta be believable. You have to wear it. How does a person start? Would you say is the routine that gets you up in the morning to get your energy up? Uh, is there anything that you do as a routine or anything that you did to train yourself to begin to have high energy in order to be a high performer? Oh, oh, definitely. You got to start early, my prophet. I used to get up about four or five during that time, early. Whoa, four or five in the morning to get. I mean, what are you, what are you doing at four o'clock in the morning? Four or five o'clock in the morning. Well, you know, you got to get up early, my prophet. You want to start your day, stretch, get ready to get your run in. Um, you know, get your mind right. Some people do music. Some people like it quiet. Whatever routine that gets you going. Wow. He starts his day off running. Woo! Four or five o'clock in the morning. What are you doing at four or five o'clock in the morning, Jonathan? Jonathan. John. Rolling over <laughs> to find the sweet spot in the bed. <laughs> and I hope wow. it's just a because you're still single. Oh, my God, of course. Why would there be anyone in my bed? <laughs> my bed? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I flee fornication. <laughs> Let's go back to Mr. Hunter, though. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't want Mr. Hunter to be... <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, James Hunter, so, at, you, so you're working out at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, so you're getting your energy up, and then you get ready for your first customer. At that m- moment, you done had about three to four hours built in of getting your energy up in order to meet your day. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time I get to them, that's private. I'm ready. Mm. I'm yep. ready, but by the time I get to my customers, I'm on the dime, downside. How many cups of coffee would you have had at that time in order to get you up? Probably two, because you know, I drink my coffee black. I don't do cream or nothing. I drink it straight black. Ooh. Uh-oh. That sounds like some, <laughs> that sounds like some Bustello. Uh, that's a, just, oh, wait. man. That's some good stuff. I heard you talk about that. That's, that's it. That's you, you 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 drink that black. You drink that straight black. Straight black. Once you go black, you won't go back. You know what? You better get that out. <laughs> wow. Black. Straight black. You know, straight I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a straight black cup of coffee. That's too. okay, Bishop. I will be. Oh, I, no it's okay. Chaser. You said no what? No chaser. Straight N- black. No chaser. That means you don't even put no sweetener in it? No, that's private. No, no sweetener. Oh, my. Who does that? Legs. Who does that? James Hunter by himself. Legs says James. Legs. Our Our Puerto Rican saint here that knows all about Bustelo. He says, oh, yeah. James, he says, you're more Puerto Rican than he is. Uh, what, what, what had you start just drinking coffee just straight black? What country? You must have spent too much time in Italy. Like two, 2007. 2007. So what happened? Were, were you in Italy or something that they just had you drinking um, cappuccino? No. Look, look here. Master Prophet, I, well, I first tried it when I was in Oslo, Norway, because, you know, and – and during during that time, the winter time, there's there's like 21 hours of darkness. Uh huh. So, um, when you got darkness over you all day, man, you 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 need to feel like you're getting up. So that's when I first tried, and 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 I was like, wow. And after that, I got hooked. That's probably no no sugar, no cream. Straight wow. to the head. That sounds like almost like the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Mm-mm. Yes, yeah. I smell that early. Oh man, it's on, Master You smell yeah. it early. You so so. So, what brand of coffee is it that James Hunter like? I like that Bustelo. I, I do Folgers. Um, I like the Colombian blend though. I do Colombian. Colombian blend, your legs. I think James Hunter is going to come school you on <laughs> Hispanic coffee. Oh yeah. He does it he does it all black. He don't even put no oh, yeah. cream in it. He he doesn't put no he don't put no a little cup of carnation milk in it or nothing. He he No, 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 no. I don't I don't want James Hunter's coffee right now. I, I'm already having a problem going to sleep now. I'm I'm already wired up. I get up on days. Like, yeah, oh, they've been up for two days. This is, the master probably been up for two days prophesying. Well this is good. He's getting caught up, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so you'd be up all night. My goodness. So you say energy, uh, attentiveness. Tell us a little bit more about attentiveness. Um, 
you know, you, I give you an example, Master Prophet. When I used to do uh, direct sales, I used to knock on doors mm-hmm. and I go to people's house and it's the evening time. They don't even know that someone's going to knock on their door. So you learn to pay attention and, and talk to people. So I will walk up and knock on the door and, oh, you know, I'm sorry I can tell bad timing, but I like your car or, or I like your plant. So like somebody got the green thumb. Just a compliment. And I got like 20 seconds in that spot. 20 seconds. You know what? Thing this man's been trained well. So you learn well. to be real attentive, quick, fast, and hurt. Yeah. I, like, John, I like that purple sweater you got there. Somebody has a great eye for colors. What girl picked that out for you? Uh, her name is Jonathan. Her name is Jonathan. That's yeah. strange. Same name as yours. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's great taste. You, I asked the Holy Spirit this morning what to put on, though. You did? Literally, I said, I asked I can, in the shower. I said, well, what do you want me to put on? I can tell. I actually did that. So it was the Shekinah. I knew it was. It was, that was that's who she was. It was Shekinah. It was Shekinah. Though, Shekinah. Sure. I mean, that is really. Um, so paying a compliment, do you find that, And but you probably will discover that they have to be genuine compliments. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's got to be something that, that you had to pay attention to in order to bring it up. That's very good. Very good. What, you know, what would your life be like if you paid a compliment, Jonathan, to everyone you met in your life during the day? I think that's something to take on I, I, because just finding something worth complimenting and articulating it, there's always something, but taking that time – to say that it can really change just a course of, of of just thankfulness and appreciation and bringing that into a space is transformative. Well, you know, James Hunter motivates me with workout. Did you work out today, James Hunter? Watch this. Now. Oh, yeah, this morning, definitely. Of course. Yeah. I was excited for the interview. Oh, so he, he, was, he, got, he, he got it early this morning. O'clock, excited about the interview. Worked out and tell what kind. Of, let, let Jonathan know what kind of workout you did because this may motivate him a little bit more as well as me. Well, well, I got up early, got my coffee, uh, put on my warm up suit, and then I went to the beach, hit the sand. He went to the beach. Like Listen, wait, hold on, hold on. He's not running on a track field or on just regular flat ground. He is running on a sand where you got to begin to yeah, you have to build that 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 that, 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 that ankle's got to be steady. Wow. And does that sand help help that core get tighter? There you go, and that's the whole key right there. Yes, that's the key. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that core. I'm I'm gonna get working on that core. So you so so you work out about what 15 minutes a day. Yeah, it, it probably, by the time I go down, I do a mile and a half, come back up. A mile and a half? 20, yeah, mile and a half, and then you come back, and then, um, well, twice a day. I mean, twice a week, I do sprints after, like maybe 10, 10 sprints of like a, a five, mm. of like 30 yards. You go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. Take like a 30 seconds. Come back one, two, three, four. Do like five sets of those, and then you're out. Mm. Wow, he he. Then you're out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get. Then you're done. (laughs) See, I do. See now, what I do, I do that Peloton bike every day, about thirty minutes. That's an intense workout too. That's intense. 
Oh yeah, I'm 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 yeah. hope I'm hoping by the summer it pays off some nice returns. Mm. Well, you, well, you I mean, it shows. It does. Y'all just yeah, being y'all are just being nice, but uh, no, I mean you know. No, I mean here. You're a little. Here, <laughs> don't have to go. It's still. <laughs> you're a little larger than I, but um, I know if you keep working. <laughs> If you keep working at it, Bishop, I I promise you, you can get down to my size. <laughs> I'm gonna have you try this jacket on as soon as this is over. I should I should have you try it on now. Mm -mm. I just had my salad. <laughs> Your salad. <laughs> well, James, I want to thank you. So so what's what's on the on um, before we close today? What is on the horizon next for you, James Hunter, that you're going to be working on? Um, I got a podcast I'm going to get done 40 years up. It's called Hunter Talk. Hunter Talk. And tell us what a little bit, what will Hunter Talk, what would that podcast look like? Um, sports. Um, uh, and I would say last spirituality. The, the, the mind, the mind of sports. The mind of um, sports. How, how, how sports and, and, and meditating and how guys focus in, um, and how they, how they use that every day. So when you, re so when you really look at life, life is like a game, isn't it? Yeah, that's all it is, Matt Parker. That's, that's, that's all it is. So it, it teaches you how to lose and, and still be successful. How to lose and still be successful. That was good. I mean, can you imagine how to lose, still be successful? Why don't you go ahead and unpack that for us? What does that look like in the life of a person, how to lose and be successful? Um, I, okay, let's, let's take golf. So you, you got four shots, right? Uh-huh. Um, so you, if you make it in four, you're good. But if you make it in three, it's a bonus. And if you make it in two, it's a double bonus. Wow. But playing golf, you got to deal with the elements in real life. So you got the wind, the rain, the ups, the downs, the family situation, you know, the job, the personal life. You got to deal with all that. And then sometimes instead of getting there in four, you're going to get there in six. So that means you took two losses. And then you got to come right back and act like you didn't have a loss. Mm. So in the end, it's an ebb and flow. And then you realize, like, wow, now, now with those losses, I know now I don't, I don't need to hit that ball because that wind is blowing. So why am I hitting the ball so high now? I said, since the wind is blowing, I need to hit the shot a little lower. So you learn. That's why I love golf. You learn how to win when you lose. How to win. I like that. How I'm writing that down. How to win when you lose. Oh, you know, and I'm thinking about that because there's been times in my life that I took a stab at something and I learned how to win even though what I took on was really a loss. Mm. You know, whether it might have been a, a project that I took on that was really a loss, 
but I turned it into a win. Yep. You know, um, people that came into my life or something happened with an individual and I in a partnership, man, that was really a loss, but then I turned it into a win. You know, um, a wardrobe malfact, um, I was in a, um, I was at an event and it was um, during a Halloween weekend in England. And I never forget, um, somehow I missed the memo that they says that that evening everybody's going to be in Halloween costumes. And I said, oh, my God, I said, I'm in here from New York. I don't have time to go out in the streets of London to find a Halloween. I said, I need a Halloween costume. And I was very much wanting to be a part, and I was, like, the only black guy there anyway. So he would notice I was missing. And I said, oh, my goodness, I says, I'm losing this one. I says, how do I turn this loss into a win? And what I did, I looked at the bed sheet, and I said, oh, today I will be Caesar. Pulled the sheet off and wrapped it and walked downstairs Hello. in a pair of sandals by house slippers. And I had someone tie the knot there on the side and come down through the side. And so you can take a loss and turn it into a win. Is that right, um, James Hunter? Oh, without, without a doubt. You, you, you spot on. You hit it right on the head. That's, that's exactly what it does. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. We're glad to have um, James Hunter and listen up for his podcast. Hunter Talk, and Hunter thank Talk. and Hunter Talks, and thank you again, and God bless you, and keep on keeping on, and keep on doing the great work that you're doing. Bless you, Master Prophet. Bless you. To keep in touch with Master Prophet E. Bernard Jordan, go to www.bishopjordan.com and follow him on all social media platforms. To get more information about the Prophetology Conference and or more special events. Go to www.zoeministries.com or call 888-831-0434. Thank you and stay blessed.